Hello, welcome back to Pocket Thoughts. Once again, I am Brandon, one of the co-hosts of the show, and today is Monday, what some may consider the scariest day of the week. But, have no fear, we are here to help. If you guys have listened to our past three episodes, you know the drill. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Myself, Bobby, Brady, and Joey share true stories, life lessons, successes, and struggles with you every week and an inside look at the life of an entrepreneur. In today's episode, we discuss our routines and how they help us succeed throughout the day. Next, we talk about what keeps us up at night. For some, it's a scary thought of what the future brings and the list of things you need to get done. For others, it's the fact that we are so excited for it to be tomorrow because of all the things we want to continue to work on and accomplish that we had to stop today because it's recommended that people need sleep. Our final topic we discuss is having an accountability partner. Do we have one? Do we need one? Can it be someone you don't even talk to? We are also trying a new thing out at the end of the show where we give you a rundown on our week and look at what's ahead for us. As always, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at educating underscore entrepreneurs and join in on the conversation about today's episode and like us on Facebook for all of our other content. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, guys. This is Pocket Thoughts. I am Joe Traxler. Uh, we got Brandon Wilson here. Number one, Brady Reesgraf, and the man, the myth, the Mr. Successful, Bobby Mason. <laughs> so today we got a great show for you. We're gonna talk about some stuff that's been on our mind, and um, hopefully, it can help you out in your life. So. I'll start us off here. I've been thinking a lot about different routines in my life and how they may or may not add to the success of my day or the unsuccessful part of my day. I'm curious what you guys do for, or if you have any specific routines, maybe some of your favorite ones, maybe a few that really um, help you succeed throughout your day or they uh, they help you do something throughout your day. I have two that I stick to pretty regularly. It's tough for me to get my day going or do anything really productive without doing uh, these two things. One's in the morning and one's at one's at night. The first one is working out right when I wake up. You've probably heard that. It's pretty a pretty common one. But for me, even on days when I wake up and kind of feel like hell and don't want to do anything and I'm unmotivated, just getting up and working out helps kind of get my brain active and helps me start thinking more clearly about things. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know the, the medical reasons behind that, but You're the medical man. Come on. Yeah, I know, no, I shouldn't I should know it, I know. But it's something about just getting up and get getting moving in the morning and it doesn't have to be much, just twenty, thirty minutes, even if I don't have a ton of time, but getting up and doing something just helps kind of start my morning right. And I know my most productive hours are in the morning after I work out. So I kinda use that to my benefit. So first thing I do Regardless of what time I'm waking up, if I'm waking up at four or waking up at seven, I get up and work out just so I can get the day started off right. The thing I do at the end of the day is I read. 
every night before I go to bed, I try and read something. One, it helps me sleep and, and kind of wind down at the end of the day. But um, on the other side of it, it keeps me kind of fresh and keeps me interested in, in new topics and, and always learning about something new. I think like, at least for me, and I think for everyone here, it's, it's really important to like always be learning. And that could be said for anybody. And reading at the end of the day um, is one thing that I, I really don't miss. And I make sure that I add into my day every day. So for me, those are the two things. And obviously, those aren't anything too out there. But for me, that's what works. And uh, two things that are definitely integrated into my daily routine. What are you reading right now? Right now, I am reading a book by Arnold Palmer. It's a biography that he wrote. And it's about a fourth about golf and the rest about life. And although I'm not really taking much of the golf advice, it's actually super applicable to other things outside of that. So really, really interesting book. I'm switching between that and the girl with the dragon tattoo so that's a little bit <laughs> different but it's a fiction book but it's i actually like doing that because it kind of gets me out of the everyday realm and helps me think about things in a, in a different light when i'm not just reading nonfiction every day so those are two of the things i'm reading but i'm usually switching between two or three books at any given time just to to keep it interesting and and keep kind of different topics flowing through my head mm. what i really like to do and I don't think a lot of people do this because they're probably more motivated and have better self-control than me. But actually, recently, this is kind of a new routine over the last couple months, I like to get out of bed and get in my car and drive far enough to the office that it doesn't make sense for me to drive home. Like, I try to make sure I get far enough away from my home that I can never go back until late at night. And the thing that I do during those car rides is I make sure I start every day with either listening to a 60-minute podcast or 60-minute ebook because I like to start my day learning from somebody and applying it to that day and making sure I piggyback off of that information. Because whether I have a marketing project that I'm working on, like right now we're working on a, a pitch to a bunch of web developers that we're going to bring on our team. And I was trying to figure out like, if I'm going to work on this pitch deck for five days, there has to be more to that pitch deck than just pitching it to developers, right? If I'm going to put five days into it, there should be more value. Like what other value can I pull from it? So I was thinking, who else knows how to pull content better than Gary V? So the whole week I've been listening to a ton of Gary V. All in on his Instagram stories, his Instagram TV, all of his YouTube stuff. And it was really beneficial because... Basically, what I heard that applied to my life in this moment was I should make this pitch deck, this keynote, so good that I can pull content from every slide that I can use on social media, I can use in videos, I can use in promotions, I can use in marketing. So even though I'm putting in a bunch of extra hours into a pitch deck, I'm also going to be able to use it and it's going to be a long form version of something I can use on all other platforms. So if I didn't listen to him, I would have just done a simple pitch deck that would have taken me a long time and it wouldn't have been nearly as good and I wouldn't be able to use it for multiple different purposes. So like that's one example, but I just think it's really valuable to look at what you're going to do that day and listen to an expert talk about how they perfected that and then copy it and make it and customize it to what you're doing because there's so much information out there that just involves people that are way smarter than you. So use that information to put yourself ahead of the game. So that's what I like to do every morning. And that's really 
recently <laughs> that's the major routine that I've kept for the most part. And that's pretty much the only routine I have throughout the day. Well, I honestly don't think I have a routine. And that's <laughs> awful. I mean, just thinking about it, I mean, Joey and I were talking about before we got on this uh, call here. I was just like, you know, I wake up, uh, I snooze my alarm once, and I wake up and I go shower, and then I just start my day after that. But that is how it goes for me. And I think I just need to, after hearing what you guys do, I mean, I could easily make my day so much better and make it more productive if I actually get up and do something worthwhile, like maybe get up and work out and you know, don't have to do it after work and I can do more stuff after work and just stuff like that. I listen to more podcasts, but yeah, I honestly do not have a set routine. And I think that is something I need to work on. Love those glasses. Oh yeah. So for our listeners, Brady, he uh, recommend getting the blue light glasses. Is that what they are? And blue light, no, blue light blocking glasses, blue light blocking glasses. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. And I got mine from uh, Wealthy Shades. And, you know, I didn't think it was a great idea at first, but I've been wearing them for like three weeks. And it has eliminated so many of my headaches. They're amazing. They're actually the best. So anyone out there that looks at computers a lot, get them. Even if you look super dumb like me, you should definitely get them. This is, <laughs> this is not a promotion, but it would actually it'll actually make your life better. So... That's a random side note. No, they are amazing. I'll, I'll definitely second that. I, I have, uh, I've had them. I've had a pair of them for a couple of years now, and I especially like to use them at night. I don't have wealthy glasses or whatever. What do you call them? Wealthy. I don't. They're wealthy shades. Just look wealthy. it up. Oh, they're... You don't know, but they're called wealthy shades. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got I've got gamma ray glasses, which are probably less expensive than wealthy glasses, but <laughs> they they were they actually do. They're they're incredible. And part of the blue light blocking thing is it it on your phone or on your computer late at night, which many people are now. It helps block the blue light which is kind of what activates your brain that it's daytime so it, it'll help you get to sleep better helps with what bobby's talking about those headaches eye strain um but i i'm definitely a big advocate of those even though i'm not wearing mine right now <laughs> i pretty much wear mine all day now <laughs> <laughs> that's good no they definitely are helpful i would i would definitely second that advocation so hey joy what is your uh your routine i haven't had like a really consistent one um, something I'm doing recently, and this kind of actually flows nicely to your dumbass glasses. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm really trying to work on a, a sleep routine. I feel like my sleep can be way better and that will allow me to be so much more successful for the day of being able to just feel refreshed waking up. I feel like I haven't felt refreshed waking up in so long. I was actually just listening to Tim Ferriss podcast, um, the most recent one with uh, LeBron. Overall, I I thought it was not the greatest from LeBron's standpoint because <laughs> just because I feel like he's so used to giving such broad and vague answers to the media that like there was very little content in that conversation. You know, he's which, so guarded. He is, which I mean, he's got tons of secrets that help him be that good and that elite in for that long, right? And he doesn't want to give those up, understandably. I don't, I don't want to talk anymore about that. But yeah. he mentioned stuff about sleep. And his trainer, who was also on, mentioned how important sleep is and like a deep sleep and getting that REM cycle and waking up refreshed. And 
And some things I've been really trying to incorporate is not watching TV while I fall asleep. And that is something huge for me, as all these guys know on this podcast, probably. Um, well, I, I don't know about Brady, but Bobby and Brandon, for sure. <laughs> I usually fall asleep to the TV. And um, I've done that ever since probably like the beginning of high school. And I've never thought about how it might have affected my sleep because it I don't know. I just got, I felt like I got to sleep faster, but I've been really giving it a go. It's actually very new. I've, I've only done it for a couple nights. I haven't seen like major differences yet, but um, I'm really excited to see if, if that changes anything for me. Also on another side note, I just got a, a weighted blanket. Have you guys heard of those? Mm-hmm. Yep. There's other types like I think gravity blanket stuff too. And, and so it's just like a weighted blanket. So it, it's supposed to help with like chronic pain, anxiety, depression, tons of other stuff. And so it's just about the thought of holding you down tightly, not holding you down. That's probably not the best thing while you're <laughs> sleeping, but I don't know, something a little compressing against you holding you while you're sleeping. So how heavy is a weighted blanket? So it depends on how much there's different weights for how much you weigh. Um, the one for me is about 20 pounds. So it's, it's pretty heavy to be honest. I, I got it as a gift and I picked it up and I think it's pretty heavy or I'm just a weakling now. So how heavy would it be for a 220 pound dude? Do you know? Uh, I think mine ranges from, I want to say 170 to 210. So uh, maybe like 25 pounds for right. someone who would be that size. I'm not sure who, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh. Anyways, so going back to kind of the routines, um, one I've done quite a bit and it's similar to yours, Bobby, actually. Um, but it's not as intense of like a 60 minute podcast that I listen to, um, and try to implement in my day. It's tools of Titans. Um, you guys have all read it. It's waking up in the morning and taking just like 10 minutes, something really quick and reading, I don't know, like two or maybe three of those quick little blurps in there about someone and picking out something in two or three of those um, little blurps of of stories about each person and trying to implement that in my day. And um, that's been really helpful because there's so many different types of, of things that they haven't become second nature. I actually think about them and it's, and it's more intentional when a situation might happen and something like that might come my way. And I'll think about that person and... Um, I'll, I'll be able to relate it to that moment. So I would say that's probably one of my favorite routines is reading that book, um, just a couple um, excerpts every morning and trying to apply that to my day. So I like that. Then, yeah. Well, because you brought up sleep, it might be a good transition to yeah. Brady's question. Uh, yeah. And he was wondering about what keeps you up at night. So do you want to just start? with that friend you want to start that one sorry yeah i can go i mean for me i think it's probably the same as most people or at least what i think is uh just thinking about the future like i think about so much stuff that's like way far off in the future like oh is this gonna happen am i gonna do this what's next for me and i don't know i like can't stop thinking about it and then you try to fall asleep and you're like okay this is not helping like it's basically like i think i want to fall asleep too but i can't because i'm thinking about falling asleep Have you ever had that happen where you're like, all right, I'm going to go to bed right now, but it doesn't work like that because you can't just make yourself do that. So it's, 
thinking about the future because you can't i mean i want to stop thinking about it but it's just stuff like i know there's stuff that i want to do and i'm like okay how am i going to get this done and i'm also thinking about even the next day it's like okay this is what i have going on this is what i'm going to do this is what i got going on at work how am i going to solve this problem if it comes up and it's just stuff like that that keeps me up and kind of scares me sometimes but also it i think it helps keep me up at night because i can maybe kind of figure things out before i get in before the day and you know jump ahead on it and say all right this is what's going to happen and i'm going to get it done get it out of the way solid this is going to sound super cliche and stupid but i actually can't sleep at night because i'm so freaking excited for the next day like this is gonna this is gonna sound so dumb but like when i get in the car at whatever time late at night and have to drive home because I have to be a husband to actually go home and go to sleep at least in the same bed. You get to be a husband. I get to be a husband. Yeah, I love my wife very much. Anyways, when I get in that car and start driving home to go to bed, I get like super sad. I'm, I'm just so bummed out that I have to stop. I'm not saying it in a way that, darn it, I want to keep working so badly. It's just, I'm disappointed that I have to stop moving forward on things. My progress has to stop for six hours. I just want to keep moving on to that next item. Or if I'm in the middle of an item, I just want to keep pushing forward until I'm done with it. There isn't a night that it ever feels like, I never feel like it's a good night to just stop. So that's, that's why I can't fall asleep sometimes at night. And I know that that's just absurd but it's true. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. That actually, I don't, I don't think that's super cliche. I think that's like, that's the epitome of what everybody wants to get to. Honestly, like if you can be excited to get out of bed, like and do what you're doing as much as you are. I think that's kind of what everybody wants. But Brandon, I, I think yours is kind of in line with probably what a lot of people feel is the racing thoughts. And the more you force trying to sleep, uh, the worse it gets probably. I have had times when I've had that. I always keep a notebook by the edge of my bed to kind of like get thoughts out of my head. So like a lot of my times I'll have things that I'm thinking about for the next day that pertains to what Bobby was talking about that I'm really excited about. And they kind of keep me up because I keep thinking about like, what if I'm, what if I forget about this? I need to make sure that I keep this fresh in my mind. And then I start rolling over these ideas that I get excited about and one way for me to get them out of my head so I can stop thinking about them is jot them down. And yeah, sometimes it'll take five, 10, 15 minutes, but I always seem to get to bed faster after that instead of me racing through the thoughts in my head because I get the same thing that Bobby has. Not that I leave work and I'm like, oh no, I have to go home. (laughs) But like the fact of like, I do get really excited about certain ideas and things that I really want to run with, even in my, that that don't pertain to work. Um, Just get really excited about doing things and how I can best make those happen. And for me, just having a notebook by the edge of my bed kind of clears my head and gets it out of my head. So I know that I'll have it there in the next morning and I can run with it. And I also don't have to keep like going over it in my head. Cause I can then push it aside and know that first thing when I wake up in the morning, I can get to work on whatever that is. So that's one thing for me. I don't know if it's, if it's helpful, but that's kind of what I do. So what time do you guys go to bed? Like, what do you think is like, the best time for you and how early are you getting up the next day? I think that's a good example to have though, because I think you have to find what works for you. I think it's really easy to say, go to bed early or between 10 and 11 and then get up early. But some people do their best work really late at night. So if that's you 
and you get your best work done between midnight and 3 a.m., well, don't go go to bed during those hours. Use those hours and then maybe get up an hour or two later. Then don't get up at 5 a.m. I'm on the opposite side of that. I usually like getting to bed early and waking up early. I definitely get my most productive hours done in the morning. So I'm usually up somewhere around 5 o'clock. But that means I'm also in bed before 11 every night. And that's not easy to do all the time. But I know that my best hours are going to come in the morning. But I think there are a lot of other people, and you even look through the history of time, like a lot of people work better super late at night or early in the morning or midday. And I think you have to find what works for best for you. I don't think there's a one size fits all. Um, For me, it's usually just, I need six or seven hours of sleep a night. And as long as I'm getting that and I can stay on a consistent schedule, that's usually works for me. And I know the mornings work. So that's kind of what is works best for me, but other people might have other opinions on, on that. And I think what you said about six to seven hours, I think we hear a lot of maybe successful people or not even not the ultra successful, but successful on Twitter or Instagram or something like that. They always say you need to sleep less, work more. I personally think that's a bunch of bull crap. Maybe I only need four hours of sleep at night and maybe Brady needs six and Brandon might need 10. Mm-hmm. But even if you need 10 hours of sleep, sorry, Brandon, I wasn't picking on you, but it's fine. Brandon needs 14. (laughs) Even if you do need 10, that still gives you 14 hours that you can put in a ton of productive work. And if that's just what you need and you accept that's what you need, build it into your day in a way that your day is still just as productive as the guy that only sleeps four hours and has 20 hours, but spends four of those hours watching TV or whatever it is, you can still be more productive than the person that stays up late. I definitely agree with that. I would say one thing that is important though, and that I have seen across most successful people or things that are generally said to be true across um, the health domain or just being successful or getting things done in general is having a schedule. Whether that's a whether that's going to bed late or getting up early, whatever that is, it's sticking to a schedule. So going to bed in the same 30-minute window every night or hour window every night and getting up at the same hour window because then your body's getting used to that rhythm. So that would that would be one thing that I would say that you definitely should have regardless of if you're morning or night person, at least things that I've seen and what I've heard. It's all about the consistency. I think that's definitely the most important, Bobby, like you, what, you're, what you were saying. It's all up to each individual person, right? Um, someone can totally function well off three hours of sleep maybe uh, while others need a ton, ton more. And it doesn't all have to be like sleep in one sitting, if you will. It's like you might sleep for three hours uh, during the nighttime and then take a two hour nap during the day. And that's your five hours, but it's just like in in different time period throughout the day. So it's everyone has their different type of sleep schedule, depending on their schedule and like their work schedule, for instance, like if you work eight to five, you're not going to be able to take a nap during the day. You probably are going to need to get all the sleep that you need at night and um, work throughout the day. So um, obviously it depends on each individual person. And uh, I think that's kind of the major point here. Do you guys have an accountability partner? If you do, have you noticed that it is helping you? Do you like it? Uh, If you do not have an accountability partner, is there a reason that you do not have one or do you just not see that it would 
kind of fit in your life and you can kind of be a self-motivator and get stuff done on your own. I, for one, right now do not have um, an accountability partner. My sister used to be my accountability partner and we used to do it just for, we did it for a little bit. You know, that was really helpful because it honestly wasn't about, for me at least, it wasn't about someone else being accountable with it was me like just like physically writing down what I want to accomplish in the next day the next week the next month and writing that down and making that visible to myself so I actually have maybe a plan of attack and obviously I can do that on my own but when I had that accountability partner it actually forced me to write it down and that's I think was the most important and effective kind of way for me to achieve more my goals or whatever it may be so so let me piggyback off of that quick and i haven't talked to the guys about this yet but mr director and editor brandon what what day are we putting podcasts out weekly what's our day monday so i think every tuesday us guys on the pocket thoughts podcast we will write what our goals are for that week and we will send them to our social media guru and he will throw it on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is. And you guys can see what our goals are for the week. And then at the end of the week, when we launch our following podcast, we will check off or cross out the goals that we accomplish and the ones that we don't accomplish. So you guys can see how we actually do holding ourselves accountable on things and why we don't get things done. So you guys might think it's useful. You might not think it's useful. If you guys don't think it's useful, just let us know and we'll stop wasting our time. But I think it'd be really valuable not only for us, but it'd be valuable for you as our audience to see what we do on a weekly basis to try to enhance our abilities to succeed. I don't know if you guys are open to that or not, but I think it'd be good for them. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, more visibility, right? More visibility. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> exactly. Like it. I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking, like, when I was thinking about this question, because it's like, we used to do this with each other, and I felt like it helped me out a ton. And then when we kind of got caught up in doing our own things, and we stopped doing it, or at least I stopped doing it, I was just like, I noticed just a huge setback. And I was like, I, you know, I can try to be a self-motivator, but for me, I think having other people hold me accountable and say, why didn't you get this done? How's this going? It's something that could help me out a lot. Yeah. And I guess I'll answer your accountability question now. I have plenty of mentors like all of us do, but when it comes to accountability, they aren't the ones that keep me excited, keep me grinding every day. I know this is really me hopping on the Gary V train, (laughs) but my goodness, that guy is just a freak if you look at the content he puts out on a daily basis it is mind-blowing so recently mm-hmm. i've actually had a virtual accountability partner in gary v i know that sounds so stupid but i have set up my phone late at night to just have his basically he has like a video of every day what he does and it's just like his little motivational love everybody it some of it's kind of fluff but some of it's valuable <laughs> But just listening to him every day and listening to him late at night and looking at how much he accomplishes every day and how many people he affects, honestly, it makes me just keep on going. Because I think if there is somebody in this world 
that can do that on a daily with that high energy personality, I should be able to figure out how to do it for longer, more effectively, and with more passion. So he actually gives me that extra, that extra motivation. And there's a lot of people out there like Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins, all these other amazing human beings. But at the moment, Gary Vee is just the guy that is really doing it for me. And I'm sure he'll switch in a couple of weeks. But it helps me a lot. I don't have one right now. Like Brandon was talking about and Joey was talking about, we did this for a while and it was, I think it was really worthwhile and helpful. I think at least like the work I'm doing right now, I'm working with people constantly and kind of with like the deliverables that get put forth. I think my accountability partner has been the people that I work with because um, it's really easy to tell when you start like lagging. Um, especially when you're working on teams of three or four, because if one person's slacking off, it's very noticeable. So I guess, and even in that, which is a good reflection point is I think that's something that I have to get back into for kind of my personal life because I've been doing it with the people that I work with for my professional life, but I really haven't had that as much in my personal life outside of work, just because of kind of the hours I've been putting in and I've just kind of been engrossed in that. And I kind of got sucked away from the focusing on the personal things that we were doing earlier. So um, that's one thing that just like reflecting for me, I think I need to get back to is um, accountability on my personal side of things because I've been, I have been doing it very much so for my business development, but not so much for my personal. So that's something I definitely need to get back on. Awesome. So we're going to start this new thing. Every week, we're going to end our podcast with basically a 10 minute rundown of what each of us are doing either in the upcoming week or what previously happened to us, what projects we're working on, what were the big events. So you can kind of follow along with us in our journey because who knows, one of us might make it big someday. Probably not, but you never know. We might, and it might be helpful to kind of see what we do on a daily. So we'll let the old Brandino, cause he's the old leader. All right. Well, I mean, as far as work goes, we're getting close to the end of the year. So we just have to basically get everything in line. The year's going to end. GM's looking where the money is, how everything's going. So basically throughout the week, I'm making sure everything's lining up as best as it can. I'm looking back and seeing where we are losing money and if we can get that money back. Basically trying to get as far ahead as I can. Because if there's anything that we get behind on and we miss, that's missed money for us. So as far as work, that's basically it. I don't know if we're doing personal life, but we can. It does personal. If I want to get back into working out more, we just had Thanksgiving, and so that week is kind of off and on with doing things, and it kind of throws off your schedule. So I want to get back into working out and actually getting a routine going. So that is my goal: is to figure out my routine and add more things into my life that motivates me and makes me a better person. Joey T? Update on my week, I guess. So like I said before, I'm giving this new sleeping routine a go, and I'm really excited about it. Um, just the thought of waking up and feeling refreshed is something that I would love to feel. <laughs> Overall, um, work-wise, I'm having a hard time figuring out how to uh, juggle quite a few deadlines and deliverables for people. And 
um, especially with the work that I'm in. It's very, they're not set very far ahead. So it's, it's very spur of the moment kind of stuff. So being able to organize my time and organize my priorities is something that I've been struggling with and I'm really trying to focus on this week. So um, that's kind of where, where I'm at with that. Wait, braids? Uh, I've been working on the same project uh, the last two or three months here at work. I just had a, this last week, like Brandon was saying, had Thanksgiving. So I was back at home with the family and uh, had some good downtime, but definitely pressed on time right now. Um, trying to get some deliverables moving forward and, and through kind of the pipeline uh, after being away from work for a few days. So one thing that I'm kind of trying to figure out is that I also want to do moving forward is time management ahead of time because I know like I just have so much on my plate right now that I know I'm going to have to get done. But I also I think when you have those busy times, you can't let your personal life and your personal goals like kind of lag behind. Um, kind of what Joey was just talking about is the priorities thing. Um, and I think it's really easy to do that when you get pressed with work or pressed with something that you have to do. It's easy to let go of some of the personal things that you really want to work on and things like that. But I think that's something you definitely don't want to lose sight of um, in your life. So that's that's what I'll be working on. I know I'm going to have a really kind of hectic next two weeks, um, kind of leading up or three weeks leading up to Christmas here, because um, then we'll have another break where you have people in and out of the office for various reasons and travel and such. So a lot going on up to then. I'm working on setting up a, a volunteer organization, a partnership with our company right now. So that's that's kind of my personal thing. And that's taken a lot of my time trying to create a community partnership with local volunteer communities here. So that's kind of personally what's something that's important to me. But it's easy to um, kind of let those things slip. Like I was saying, uh, when you have the job that you're getting paid for, <laughs> and that's kind of takes precedence at some point. So um, that's something that I, I've been kind of working on the past month and a half. And I'm in the last couple of weeks of hopefully wrap, wrapping it up and getting it all um, tied together. So setting up that volunteer partnership and then uh, getting my deliverables set in the next couple of weeks is are kind of my big priorities. This week, I guess my big thing that I worked on all week, like I mentioned before, is creating a, a pitch deck to some web developers that are willing to join our team for only equity because I do not feel like paying anyone right now. And I want to find a group of developers that are actually amazing, but believe in our product so much that they'll come on board for a small percentage of the company. So that has been a joy to learn how to make a successful pitch deck that hits on all of the pain points that a web developer would like to explore. So that has been a real blast. Now, to kind of plug my own stuff a little bit, I'm not really, but it's just the story behind it. Before I went on vacation, I text you guys talking about getting Alex Lieberman on the show, the founder of Morning Brew, and a couple of other people that I had all lined up and ready to go, but we were going to get together right when I came home. But while I was gone, three of my guests made the Forbes 30 under 30 list, and when I got back and was ready to do the podcast, all three of them basically said, we have too many opportunities now, so adios. So kind of peeved me off because it took forever to get them on the show. They claim that they'll come on after New Year's, but I basically emailed them saying that was likely bullcrap, but I said I would do the same thing. So I understand. But somebody that I'm going to be talking to this Friday, which is going to be awesome, it's a guy named Howard Root. And I recommend, if you guys wanted to, read his book. It's called Cardiac Arrest. 
and it's like five years on the Fed list, something like that, something close to that. And he just sold his, he's from the Twin Cities here in Minnesota, and he just sold his company for a billion dollars, but he spent the last five years trying to keep himself out of prison because basically the federal government put a hit list on his company, Vascular Solutions. So he had to spend $25 million in five years of his life to stay out of prison. And he has this book that's just absurd that it's even real. So I've actually spent a lot of time talking to people recently about running a large company. Can you just expect to deal with lawsuits all the time? And I'm quickly learning that almost every even decent sized company above $20 million is constantly dealing with a suit. And I just did not realize how many of these CEOs are just constantly fighting the federal government. And it just, it's really blown my mind this week. So I'm kind of trying to work on a new structure in a way that everything is very straightforward and we can hand over a lot of paperwork if we ever got sued for anything. We're not trying to, obviously. But if we did, like every meeting is in written word, everything. The very last thing that I'm really focusing on this week is, and I don't know why I'm doing this because you guys know that I have always said that I hate social media. But this week I'm officially getting on the social media train and I'm working on content all the time. Videos, pictures, I'm going to start my own YouTube TV thing. It's just, I'm learning how important it is and how cheap it is in comparison to all their forms of marketing. And I think anybody that's starting a business, working on promoting themselves, you have to get on social media and start marketing yourself on social media before it's too late. Because if you look at it, when people started doing Google AdWords in 2003, 2004, 2005, they're the most successful people out there today. And that's kind of where we're at with social media channels like Instagram and stuff. Someday, Instagram won't be worth anything because it's going to be too expensive, but you got to hop on it now. And I know I'm probably preaching to nobody that cares, but it just really hit me this week. And I was like, geez, I got to start putting time into that because that's how you capture the millennial and Generation Z. That's how you capture their attention nowadays. So that's what I've been really focused on this week. I think, if I'm correct, that wraps up this week's episode. Sure does. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening this week. And we will see you next Monday on Pocket Thoughts. Peace out, everybody.